Welcome to the Creative Cantina Podcast, where we believe you can't grow a business you love around a lifestyle you hate. I'm your host and business coach, Cassie Schmidt. I spent years missing out on life and my pursuit of arbitrary definitions of success. After a massive wake-up call in 2015, my mission became clear. I'm here to help creative entrepreneurs refocus on what truly matters to them and find a way to achieve it sustainably. Running a business doesn't have to be synonymous with burnout, and believe it or not, it is possible to grow your income and impact without giving up everything you love. So cheers to mixing up new ideas with a splash of strategic action and a little room for you to add your own creative twist. Okay, hey, can I be honest before we just get started with this first episode of the podcast that I've been so, so excited to get started, and I know I've had a lot of people in my just wonderful community be so supportive and asking for this for a couple of years now, so I am pumped to finally be doing it, but I have to be honest, I had a really hard time starting this podcast because I am the type of person that when I commit to something, I go full force. Like I give it everything. I have to be really strategic and diligent and intentional about it. And if I don't feel like I'm able to give my best, I just don't do it. And this is not the first time I've recorded this episode, which is actually pretty funny because it just reaffirms everything I just said because I really wanted to make sure I got it right. And for the people who are listening to this podcast who have never met me, You know, I want them to get the right first impression and I want them to understand where I'm coming from, you know, what my story is and what they can kind of expect from me, not just in what topics will we cover and things like that, but really like what is the thread behind what I believe in business and why do I believe what I believe? And so that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. And I have this whole thing written out explaining my entrepreneurial journey and and all of that. And To be honest with you, as I was listening to it, I'm like, this is fine. I mean, it's what you would find on an about page, but it's it's not getting to the heart of what I care about. And so I'm going to kind of just go for it. We're going to go on the fly here, and I hope that I can get my point across. And more than that, I hope that just one person listens to this and perhaps has the same wake-up call that I had many years ago that I'm so grateful that I had because it changed the course of my life and business forever. So here's my story, I guess. Um, Yeah, let's just dive in. So for those that don't know me, um, hi, I'm Cassie. I have been an entrepreneur since I was 16 years old. I've always thought that entrepreneurship would be my future and never really thought about getting a corporate career Um, while other people think it's super risky to start a business and really scary, and while it definitely is, I'm not downplaying that, I always found it a little bit scarier to put my future and my financial stability in the hands of someone else. I've always just kind of trusted like I would figure it out. So I've been running a business since I was 16 years old when I first started my photography business. And when it was time to go to college, you know, I was valedictorian in high school. So just again, another layer of like that type A, super high achieving personality. Um, I decided, okay, I want to go to school for entrepreneurship. So I ended up going to UW-Madison where I joined their business school and again, studied entrepreneurship and business management. And while I was there, I had this opportunity to run my own painting business under the legal umbrella of a larger organization. And when I say painting business, just to clarify, because I know a lot of creatives listening to this are going to be like, oh, like watercolors, live paintings. No, 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 no. 
house painting, literally scraping lead paint off houses, like Victorian houses and repainting them. Um, And so that's what I did throughout college. And during that time, I also had the wonderful opportunity to mentor other collegiate entrepreneurs on topics like marketing and sales and hiring employees and managing those employees and project management, pricing, profitability, pretty much everything you can think of when it comes to running a business. That's what I was teaching them. And this is also the time where as much as I was competitive in high school, I really just let business consume me for a lack of a better term. During this time, I feel like I lost myself in a pursuit of like quote unquote success. I'm literally doing air quotes right now. And I just kind of threw everything else out the window, like friendships. Nope. Didn't have a lot of time for those unless they were also like a part of my business. Um, Dinner with family was a tradition we had every Sunday. I stopped going. I'd tell them, I'll catch the next one, guys. Like, sorry, I'm missing the birthday party this weekend, but I'll get the next one. Um, It was to the point where I was even skipping class sometimes because I felt like I already knew what we were talking about because I was living it, right? Um, Sleep, which is something I really, really (laughs) appreciate now. I was, again, just getting by on little bits here and there. And I think it was even like this toxic culture that I bought into. There was a YouTube video I remember of a motivational speaker saying, you know, sleep is for those who are broke. And I bought it. Oh man, did I buy that. And so, you know, my revenue grew and I was really successful. And between econ and management lectures, I was running over half a million dollar business and mentoring other successful entrepreneurs. And it felt really good. Felt really good. So I kept chasing more of it, but again, at the expense of my family. And so It wasn't until I moved to Georgia, got like served this big old piece of humble pie when, you know, we started a new division of the business down there, my now husband and I, and it wasn't going very well. Um, And I was away from family and I really missed my mom. But again, was just chasing more and more success when I found out that my mom was not doing well. And, you know, she had told me over the last couple of weeks, like her feet were kind of tingling and... Uh, you know, now her face is drooping and they, they don't think it's a stroke. You know, they're not sure what it is. Um, it's all very scary. Like she's losing the ability to like take steps and the doctor still doesn't know. And, and so she's getting sent to, you know, a bigger city for them to check her out because our doctor in a small town just, he, he didn't know. He didn't know what it was. And he, you know, respected my mom off to go, hey, go try to get help from someone who, who might. So my mom went to the hospital and, you know, they're doing spinal taps and all these like invasive things on her. And meanwhile, I'm thousands of miles away, not able to help. Um, and just having these thoughts of like, what if, what if my mom dies and I just missed like the last five or six years of making memories with her? Like, what if all those times I skipped family dinner or time with her? were the last time that I got like all for what all for what like this sale I wanted to make this revenue goal I wanted to hit that I don't even remember anymore like what was I doing and what was I thinking and so when uh, we realized how bad it was and she was going to be treated before they even got test results back for the disease they thought she had um, which ended up being Guillain-Barre syndrome and I say that because you know, she's really passionate about if anyone could have caught this sooner for her, it wouldn't have gotten 
as bad as it did. And my mom ended up being paralyzed from the neck down temporarily, thank God. But it wouldn't have gotten to that point if there were more awareness around it. So she always says, if you have tingling feet and she had a vaccine that gave her an adverse reaction that caused this, you know, if you have tingling feet, tingling hands, and it's getting progressively worse from the bottom of your body up, you know, go get checked for this Guillain-Barre syndrome. So anyways, she was on stage five of six of this condition before they started treating her in six. The sixth stage was death. And so this was like really serious. And Matt and I were, my husband were trying to get up to Wisconsin to see her, not knowing what was going to happen. And thank God she made it through. Um, it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to see. My mom is someone who's like so vibrant and so energetic and like so selfless and kind. Seeing her in a wheelchair to get to these, you know, gardens in the hospital so she can get some fresh air broke my heart. But I think part of that heartbreak was also, again, that realization like I wasted so much time on something that didn't even matter in the grand scheme of things. And I think I always tell people I'm so blessed that I got the opportunity to learn this at a young age because I think a lot of people get to the end of their life and they look back and they have all these regrets and things they wish they could do differently. And I didn't have to wait to the end of my life for that. And so when this happened, you know, like I said, the business was kind of at a point where we were like, do we stay? Do we go? Do we try to start something new? And to me, the only thing that mattered was that I was going to, whatever business I ran moving forward, I was going to make sure that my priority was my family. Business would never get in the way of my loved ones again. Like they were the priority. And so I made it my mission from that point forward that family first, family first, business second. And so I wanted to create whatever business that I was going to create with flexibility for me to be there for the people that matter most to me. And so over the next couple of years, you know, I tried to find my way back into creative business ventures again. I did photography and then realized like my heart just wasn't in it anymore. Um, I did copywriting freelance. I wrote a blog. I had an Etsy shop. And then it kind of hit me when I was on my honeymoon with my husband, you know, all those things just didn't feel like they fit anymore. I loved them before, but why are they not working out for me now? And it's when I realized that like, I really liked consulting and mentoring entrepreneurs before, but I felt like my heart was being called toward this mission of helping other entrepreneurs avoid making the same mistakes I did, avoid, you know, missing out on these family functions and avoid missing out on time with their kids or their best friends or, you know, these people they cared about because they were chasing success. Like so many entrepreneurs start businesses for freedom and flexibility. And it's the first thing we let go in this pursuit of success. And it's ridiculous because that was such a big part of our idea of success when we first started and why a lot of people leave their jobs to start their own business. So, Basically, at this point, you know, I I came back to consulting with this mission in mind. And so now, if you tell me you want to make six figures, I'm going to ask you why. Not because I don't think you should aim to make a hundred grand a year or that it's bad to make a lot of money, but because I think a lot of us are operating under this pressure that we have to reach a certain threshold to be successful. And I'm just kind of done buying the BS. Like success is what success means to you, not to Susie or Nancy. Like, 
I don't care what their idea of success is. Why does making six figures matter to you? And if it doesn't, why are we pursuing it? What's the point? Like success isn't this one metric we all have to chase. And so if we keep chasing it, we're going to get there and then we're going to keep moving the goalpost until we've given up everything we care about. And so my coaching and honestly, like my life has become about this idea that you'll hear me say at the beginning of every episode of this podcast, which is you can't grow a business you love around a lifestyle you hate. Yeah, you might like really crush it for a while. I I was in that boat. But you're going to burn out when you don't have enough time for the people and the things that you care about most. And I don't want that to happen to you. So the only way to truly to succeed is to decide now, like, how much is enough? And be okay if it looks different than what everyone else is saying. So I think it's time that we need to realize that our businesses are here to support our life, not the other way around. And I know it's possible to run an amazing business without sacrificing a lot of the things we often sacrifice, the family dinners, the vacations with friends, the hobbies we care about, and honestly, most commonly, without sacrificing our health. So it's my mission to show you how to do this while also embracing what makes you so incredible naturally. And if you're listening to this and you're like, man, this is a breath of fresh air, I want to make sure you don't miss an episode. So take a second now, be sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram at the Creative Cantina Podcast. I'll link that in the show notes along with my personal account, uh, my personal business account. But man, welcome, welcome to something new. That's why I'm here. Hopefully this resonates with someone. And I pray that none of you ever have to feel the feeling that I did years ago. So welcome to the Creative Cantina and cheers to building a life and business that you can be proud of.